Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Do churches have to pay real estate taxes on land they own but do not use? Legal insight from your church. Here's a word from attorney David Gibbs Jr. A pastor contacted the Christian Law Association because his church had received a county real estate tax bill. The church had purchased a few acres of land adjacent to their property and believed that as a church, they were automatically exempt from any real estate tax. A Christian Law Association attorney explained that an application for exemption has to be filed, but the deadline had already passed. Our attorney suggested appealing the ruling, but the church needed to be prepared to show that the land is being used for church-related activities, such as special events or even overflow parking. Church ownership does not, in and of itself, automatically guarantee exemption from real estate taxes. The property must be reasonably used. An unsettling but important conversation to have. You can keep up with this issue and many more when you visit our website, It's christianlaw.org. You'll find critical case updates, links to legal resources, and much more. That's christianlaw.org. Some students are tackling more than just their schoolwork, which is why more than 30% of them aren't graduating. But with a boost from you, 100% of them will have a better chance to make it to graduation. Go to boostup.org to find out how to give the high school students in your community the boost they need to make it through. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Becca worked from home and her friends envied her. No commute, they'd say. And while no commute was great, Becca knew the flip side. No climbing in the car to get away from work. Work was always with her. Becca's big temptation was evenings. Office time without the business phone ringing. And those evening labors often cost her time with her family to just enjoy being with them. This is Howard Butt, Jr. of Lady Lodge. In God's infinite wisdom, he provides the antidote to overwork. It's called the Sabbath, the balance between rest and work. The Sabbath is our chance to resist our workaholic tendencies and to accept God's timing as part of the high calling of our daily work. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. 
A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Every 40 seconds, a child is reported missing in the United States. Of these missing children, under 45% are African-American children who are being torn from their families. There are astronomical numbers of abused, missing, and murdered African-American children that fail to get the needed exposure in the media. Hi, this is Brother Reggie, asking you to go to www.peaceintheirpods.com. It is everyone's job to save our children. You are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Good evening and welcome to Quiet Storm Inspirations on another Saturday night, first Saturday night of the month. Hope you had a wonderful and blessed weekend. Now, here's the music.
Intentions are good. Act like a Christian should and hope that someone would approve and be inspired. But if you're not feeling my show, then how far could I go before all of my accomplishments go down in fire? Just
Jenny Cash and just a closer walk with thee. If you're early morning gospel, I mean, this is your, this is Quiet Storm. It's inspirations, quiet, um, one inspirations be on tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., 27, 27 minutes past the hour. This is Junior Kelly. Juan Grande SL, how great thou art.
Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Go ahead 
It's called the Sabbath, the balance between rest and work. The Sabbath is our chance to resist our workaholic tendencies and to accept God's timing as part of the high calling of our daily work. This is Reba McIntyre for RAD. You know, I see a lot of funny things traveling all over this beautiful country of ours, but one thing that's not very funny is when someone gets in a car trying to drive when they're drunk. Take their keys away from them because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. does a vulture use to open an egg? The answer next on today's Creation Moments. And now, here's our Creation Moments host, Ian Taylor. School textbooks continue to claim that man is the only animal to use tools. Of course, speaking this way not only identifies man as merely another animal, but completely ignores the fact that man was made in the image of God and thus has moral responsibilities. However, man the tool user argument supporting evolution has been quietly shot down as science continues to discover a growing number of animal tool users. One of the latest creatures to be added to the list is the Egyptian vulture. About the size of a raven, the Egyptian vulture loves to eat the eggs of other birds. However, to get at the contents of the egg, the bird searches for a suitable stone to drop on the egg and break it open. While these stones are usually just large enough to do the job, the vultures have been recorded dropping stones that weigh over a pound. They hit their target about 50% of the time. The fact that there are animals that use tools shows that this evolutionary definition of man totally fails to describe what we really are. Tool using is not some evolutionary development. According to the Bible, when Adam and Eve were sent out of the Garden of Eden, they were given the task of tilling the ground, showing that man was a tool user from the very beginning. For more information, visit us online at creationmoments.com. You'll find both written and audio transcripts, creation-focused articles and Bible studies, and many other resources, all at creationmoments.com. Or call us toll-free at 1-800-42-BIBLE. And be sure to join us next time for another Creation Moment, proclaiming evidence of God's truth. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Communities improve. The path of success starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
America and Europe, other parts of the world. The, the, the church has not changed the world. The world has changed the church. Things that would have been abominable in the homes of our unsaved grandparents two generations ago are acceptable in the homes of believers today. Listen to me, friends. When we can distribute condoms in our public schools and not Bibles, it's time for a revolution. Big 
teach in our schools, and I'm not saying this to bash gays. We love gay people and want to see them saved and set free the same way Jesus had mercy on us. We show love and compassion. But hear me. A gay teacher can get up in our schools and say, listen, I'm gay, and it's been very productive for me to come out of the closet, and you need to examine your own sexuality. They can be a math teacher and can talk like that. It's all right. Someone else stands up and says, you know, I was reading the Word of God. I'm a Christian, and the Scriptures changed my life. Do you know that that person can lose their job for it? He taught us to pray radical prayers like, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Out with this earthly, worldly, satanic kingdom, in with the kingdom of God. And he told his followers, leave everything and follow me. You know what that is? That's the talk of revolution. Jesus didn't come for a lovely religion. He came to launch God's revolution in the earth. The, the divorce rate in the church, I'm talking about the born again, even spiritual church, the divorce rate in the church is higher than the divorce rate among atheists. We need a revolution, friends. Something has to happen in our outlook, in our mentality. Something has to happen when we realize the reason that we are here is to glorify Jesus. Purpose in our lives is not what God can do for us. When you read the words of Jesus, you see that he did not come into this world to establish a lovely home and garden religion called Christianity. Okay? When you read his words, you don't find anything about Christmas or Easter. They may be fine, but you don't find anything about that. You don't find anything about church steeples. You don't find anything about denominations, even choir robes. Those things may be fine, but Jesus didn't talk about that. You know what he talked about? The kingdom of God. You know what he talked about? Setting captives free. You know what he talked about? Go and change the world. That's the great Go and make disciples of the nations. He didn't just say go to church. He said go and change the world. And you know the thing is when you start to take hold of this. And you say God put me in this world. Whether it's marketplace ministry you're called to. Whether you're called to be pouring into your kids. Whether you're called to the mission field. Whether you're called to preach behind a pulpit. When you take hold of this. God put me in this world to make a difference. There's a purpose. God's raised me up to And there is a divine purpose. And he's going to send me in this world to make a difference. We are here so that we can glorify Jesus. The normal commitment of a New Testament disciple is this. I will follow you by life or by death. Friends, we've got to get beyond the mentality of just going to church. A revolutionary thinks like this. Life as it is is not worth living, but the cause is worth dying for. And if we live, we live for Jesus. We love people. We honor people. We're respectful. But we do not bow down to the fear of man. We do not bow down to the praise of man. We don't live for a paycheck. We don't live for a degree. We don't live for the acclamation of the, the crowds. We live to glorify Jesus. If we can take hold of that, we can make a difference. You know why Stephen didn't back down before the Sanhedrin? You know why he didn't back down? Because he wasn't trying to save his life, he was trying to be a witness. And that's the mentality of a revolutionary. Jesus said, if you save your life, you lose it. If you lose your life for my sake of the gospel, you'll find it. Dr. Martin Luther King, 48 plus years ago, gave a speech. Because there was a lot of intimidation in the civil rights movement. And people were told, you know, if you, if you, if you stand up, there's going to be trouble. You can lose your job. You may get beaten. They may send the police dogs on you. And, and people were getting hurt. And they were backing away. And they were afraid of moving forward. You know what Dr. King said? A man dies when he refuses to stand up for that which is right. 
A man dies when he refuses to stand up for that which is true. Jesus said, if you save your life, you lose. If you live for this world, for the praise of men, for the adoration of men, for the love of the gods of this world, you lose it. You have nothing. You begin to take hold of that. I tell you, something revolutionary happens in your own life. I wonder those watching, are you free? Are you free to do the will of God? Have you made the commitment? The purpose of my life is to glorify Jesus. The purpose of my life is to bear fruit. The purpose of my life is to make an impact. And if I have a job, if I have a family, if I have a career, if I have a public face, if I have a private face, doesn't matter. I'm going to glorify Jesus. When you do that, you're free. When you lose it for Jesus' sake, then you really live. Now you're free to do the will of God. I believe the next wave that's coming is going to take the power of a fresh wave of revival and the militancy of a revolution, and it's going to shake this nation. I believe it's going to shake nations of the world. I believe God is really glorified. I just turned 50, and I was telling the Lord, you know, I've seen amazing things happen. I've seen wonderful things happen. But I started crying. I said, God, if the best years of my life were behind me, that's an absolute tragedy. That would be an unspeakable tragedy. If I just look back to the great things you did in the past, there must be more. And I tell you, to the degree of your hunger and your thirst and your desire, God himself will fill you. Just raise your hands to God right now and say, God, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. It's time. It's time. It's time. Fill me afresh
Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they they they, they know it's a better world that um, we think they can make it a better place.
that song you'll be hearing throughout throughout those months, dedicating to all those who are getting ready to get married sometime soon. Here's Elder Bud and Second Chance. Chicken, a car, and a car won't go. That's the way to spell Chicago. 
C-H-I-C-A-G-O. That's right. Dad, how about Mississippi? You ready for Mississippi? Okay, let's go. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Billions of dead things. This is Ken Ham on a mission to strengthen the global church with God's Word. If there really was a worldwide flood, what would the evidence be? Well, billions of dead things buried in rock layers laid down by water all over the earth. And this is exactly what we find. Around the globe, there are massive graveyards with millions or even billions of creatures buried together. For example, around the Grand Canyon, over a billion nautiloids are buried in an area over 10,000 square miles. Seven trillion tons of buried vegetation have formed massive coal seams on every continent. Trillions of microscopic creatures from chalk beds stretching from Britain to the Middle East and even across the Atlantic to the US. These examples, they point toward Noah's global flood. To learn more about the compelling evidence for a global flood, visit our award-winning website of AnswersInGenesis.org. That's AnswersInGenesis.org. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. came over, but you didn't answer the phone. Well, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I was asleep, so what did you expect? Mama, Mama, listen, I just need for you to do it for me one more time, okay? Just one more this time. This is the third time this is oh, Mama, this to me. Come on, I don't need you. Oh, please raise me. Oh, you Mama, know I'm a old You know I didn't ask for you. Oh, oh, you know I'm a widow and get much money. Mama, if you ain't gonna help me, just tell me. Oh, yeah. Shut up! Mama, just a couple of days. <laughs> Two days, huh? Yes, that's all I need to do. All right. All right, Lord. I, Mama. I know what to do, Lord. All right. Mama. Give me this baby. Huh? Give me this baby. from all hurt, harm, and danger. In Jesus' 
give you all the glory. Because you are worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Yo, Kurt, Kurt. Yeah. Come on, they're ready. All right, all right.
for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead. From the death of sin, you are giving me a new life. The life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to him, come to the Saviour tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. And cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself totally to him. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
Yeah. Uh-huh. 
the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.